Welcome to Last Orders, the podcast about the podcast. We are going to talk with some of the players about the recent episode of The Crowded Tavern, more specifically about episode 4, What Comes in Dreams. With me today I have Amanda, uh, my trusted friend and ally. Say hi, Amanda. Hello, hi, Amanda. <laughs> Hello, hi. Also with us, we have two guests, as per usual, Rick, a.k.a. Arlene. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, Adam Ori, a.k.a. Strix. Hello, everyone. Hello. So, uh, so yeah, we had quite the interesting episode, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. At least uh, when we got to the end point, there was definitely some people who were like, no, we want more. So I guess that's a good yeah. sign. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a very good sign. A very good sign. So I have a lot of moments that I've picked out that I want to talk about. But before that, maybe if you can do like a quick round and be like, what are, do you have any favorite moments from the episode that you want to talk about? Um, how about we start with uh, Adam? Um, sure, yeah, I was thinking about it. I don't, I don't know if I can single out a s- single moment that's my favorite moment from, from the last episode. But honestly, it was more learning more and more about the world which came in from a few different angles sort of um getting to talk about otis and then arlene's dream and then nessa um at the end like like all, all of those things sort of combined to get me really excited for for for, for the episode and for what's coming next mm-hmm. yeah and it's been sort of like for me at least like long coming that some of these things are going to happen because mm. it's it's one of those things where I don't it's it's a balance I find where I want to try and push certain things but I also don't want to you know I also want the players to to you know do their thing and, and figure things out so 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 I've been it, it's definitely some of the stuff that I've been looking forward to and, and finally having that dream as well being there now that I couldn't get it in in the previous session uh, was pretty good um so, but, but am I? That. Was I sloppy seconds with the dream? No, <laughs> you weren't. Uh, it was actually a case of that I had ideas for a few different characters, okay. um, but I picked Nessa for the particular reason that she, you know, have a connection to the dream world, and I didn't do my homework, and and you know, re- I didn't realize that the species actually don't dream um so it wasn't i, I wouldn't call it a, a second i was just you know i thought i picked up the, the cool thing and i didn't so there we go i'm pretty yeah. sure you're saying you're not cool no but. that's not what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> i'd argue but you're not wrong so <laughs> i think you're cool thanks yeah, i think so too. my mom says the same too <laughs> See, so at least what—that's three people who just said. Before, so. <laughs> so, Rick, you have any favorites? Um, I kind of want to echo what Adam was going to say. Actually, like the world building was really nice. I think that kind of really—I um, don't know how to explain it. The kind of like theoretical moment of like um, Neza kind of realizing that whatever guide that she has, I'm still not entirely sure how it manifests for her which is good because i'm excited to learn more um kind of seeing that like i suppose the word is manifest itself in some way shape or form on this island uh this island this planet um 
So that was really, really nice to see. Really, really nice to see. I think the characters just in general kind of like interacted a lot more in this episode as well. There was a lot more conversation. There was a lot more kind of like us learning uh, more intricate parts about each other, um, which was which was really, really good. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't pinpoint one moment either. It was just like the episode itself was just really good which is a testament to yourself marty because these kind of episodes can be really hit and miss in terms Mm. of like how they go about obviously it determines like who's playing it and whatnot um but it can they can go south if if not kind of like steered in the right direction so i think you did a really good job of like not scripting exactly what it was we were doing but at the same time allowing enough space for us to interact explore you know poke each other's buttons find out things um it was really good cool and thanks um amanda same thing or do you have a moment um yes the same thing but also um for me what was really cool was everything that was kind of unseen like um benjamin's shadowy patron figure um the shadows in Arleem's dream um like just those those hints of something more that we can't quite see we can't quite get a grasp on um and i thought that was really exciting and really like suspenseful which was a lot of fun um and i also have to say i really liked uh strix and neza's interactions of like strix wanting to just kill otis and as being like don't kill otis <laughs> It was a lot of fun. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I... Interestingly enough, I... Because I'm also trying to, you know, read off of, you know, what happens and, and how people react to it in doing the episode. And um, I will say this without spoiling anything, that I had an you know an ending to go towards i don't know if that will be you know the exact ending when we get there because it has already changed now once because of things that happened in episodes and and, and how people reacted to it so um so it would be kind of interesting for me at least to to see where do we actually end up i mean there's like definitely one clear goal that we're working towards but how we get there has changed a little bit um so that's something that's very exciting for me. Uh, obviously, I can't go into too much detail because that would be spoiling it for everyone. So, <laughs> um, so yeah. What about you, Marty? Did you have any favorite moments or standout times? I, the whole episode, I think. Uh, no, I, I think we'll back actually go through a lot of because I, I, I haven't the same thing that I'm having a difficulty picking like one specific moment. Um, but I did quickly just, you know, jump through the, the episode today before the show. And, and I, I did, I, I knew that there was a few different things that I wanted to talk about, but I actually found a, a few things that I also had forgotten that happened because that's sort of like, I think I, I say it now it's become like tradition after every episode that I'm saying like, I don't know what happened in the first half, but I just know it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like the same thing here that so much is going on. And it, it's really, I think everyone is doing really cool. So everyone is cool, even Arleem. Um, so, uh... Even Arleem. <laughs> what do you mean even Arleem? You've gone from useless to even Arleem is cool. Yeah, even, oh yeah, no. Even yeah. Arleem's hitting the mark. Great, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> 
I can't wait until so, you're yeah. all on the verge of death and I get my healing spells back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So 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 yeah. So basically, I have one more thing that I want going forward in the story. I have one more thing that I I, I need to happen, um, and I hope that it will be next episode. Um, but I will definitely try and push towards that because I think that will be like. Uh, you know, another turning point for for the characters. So it's going to be really interesting. Um, all right, first question. Um, because I sort of forgot about this, but then I went back to the and, and, and watched some of some parts of, of the episode. And Nessa seemed like she softened up a little bit towards Thrak. I don't know about that. She's still not saying the right name. I mean, Who she's has not. Time but... to learn names. But it seemed like she did soften up a little bit towards him. Or am I mistaken completely with that? Because it seemed like she was kind of interested in his uh, runes, uh, tattoos, whatever they were. You know, sometimes science has to come above your personal feelings towards somebody. (laughs) See, this is my concern. Neza only seems to have time for people when they are of interest to her. Um, yeah, are we talking about science as well, or are we talking about burning down spider nests? <laughs> <laughs> spiders are something totally different. They're awful. I didn't know she was afraid of spiders until we encountered them. That was a nice surprise. <laughs> I actually just completely... Uh, 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 not nothing to do with this uh, 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 campaign we're doing, but in my uh, real life campaign that I'm doing with friends, I actually had a character where we ran into huge, yeah, spiders as well. And me, Marty, I am very afraid of spiders in real life, and I was like, my character is as well. So I gave myself disadvantage, I, the fear uh, condition, mm-hmm. um, when fighting the spiders, just because I was like, my character doesn't like them. So, so yeah. Good idea. Just a fun little fact. I think everyone yeah. would be scared of spiders that were like the size of a house, right? Like, yes. I don't think, <laughs> even if you're not an arachnophobe, you're looking at a spider mm-hmm. that could eat you in one go and you're like, this is fine. Like, this is cool. I'm okay with this. <laughs> yeah. That is one of those things. <laughs> yes, yeah. you know, I interdimensional mean, spider houses. That's fine. Totally fine. No big yeah. deal. Yeah, I mean, to, to me, a spider doesn't even need to be that, that large, you know, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But, but yeah, what are the, the thoughts about Threk um, um, in general? Arlene's had a drink with him, uh, so mm. they've kind of made one, even though he forgot, apparently, in the last episode. Marty um, forgot. Threk didn't forget. <laughs> Marty forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he was asking for my name, and I was like, um... <laughs> we know each other um, but it's fine it's, it's fine um, so yeah no so I I'm kind of getting friendly with him I I have concerns I feel like Thrak is the kind of person who despite showing his um, kind of acceptance towards Neza and being like you know what you clearly are a leader like you know I'm going to respect that which he did this episode um I also feel like if at any moment he feels like the leadership isn't up to scratch, he's going to start a coup or he's going <laughs> to like try and take over. Um, and I don't trust that part of him. Um, 
So I'm keeping him at arm's length at the moment. Arlene is. Um, Rick can't wait for more of him. Um, <laughs> but Arlene is very much like, okay, like this is your space. And if at any point you disrespect that space, then there's going to be issues. And... All right. Interesting. I think um, Neza has the very same vibes. Like she's like, okay, if we're going to have this even balance right now, but one step out of line, buddy, and maybe we're not going to be so friendly again. Yeah. yeah. Friendly. Okay. <laughs> I don't think Strix and Thrak have met in character, but I get the impression Thrak doesn't like Strix because at the start of last episode, or like he's he's a bit wary of Strix or something because at the start of last episode, everybody was like, hey, Thrak, you should talk to Strix. Hey, Thrak, you should talk to Strix. And then Thrak went, hey, Orban, you should talk to Strix. <laughs> I, okay. I mean, that's... <clears throat> I, I'm pretty sure that was said you should talk to Orba and Ostrix. Um, no, there's somebody else I think said Strix specifically for right, some other Strix reason. Specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Right, I was right, like, okay, Strix okay. is the one with wings that can fly of scouts. <laughs> that makes the most sense. Um, Interesting. Okay. I mean, yeah, maybe maybe Thrag did avoid Strix for some reason. Who knows? <laughs> um, I mean, I mean which is understandable to be fair, given, given Strix. <laughs> I mean, is, the, is it the fact that Strix has, you know, zombies and skeletons under his control? Mm. I don't know. That has nothing to do with it. I don't know. We'll f- maybe we'll find out. <laughs> maybe Strax is just, uh, sorry, Drax is just, um, scared of birds. He's what? Sorry? Scared of birds. Scared of birds? What? Scar- yeah. 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 Scared, scared of, birds. of birds, right. Valid. Well, maybe, potentially. Mm-hmm. Could be a thing. I mean, huge, aggressive birds, small dwarf, you know. <laughs> Prey is what that is. Tricks hasn't really come off as super aggressive at any point. Um, just like a little creepy, carries around dead things, but like not super aggressive. No, 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 no. that's true. That's true. But maybe that's how Thrax sees him. Are you surprised at our reactions to Thrax? I mean, to be fair, I just had the name Thrax. So he sort of just developed. Um, he was introduced with Auburn. And I don't even think at that point I was thinking that is Thrak. I was just, you know, uh, oh yeah, there's a dwarf there. And then I think afterwards I realized, oh yeah, we do actually have Thrak. So it could be him. Um, and then I introduced Thrak. And the reactions to Thrak sort of just molded him a little bit more towards, you know, maybe he is like that. Maybe, you know, maybe that's, uh, you know, maybe that's part of the thing that he's a little bit, you know, on edge with the, with the, with, with you lot, you know, so, so yeah, so, so I wouldn't say I'm surprised because I did, I, I didn't even know who Thrak properly were before this, so... But it, it's it's fun to see him being, you know, molded and developed, you know, on the fly uh, because of how you react to him. So, so yeah. Next thing that happened, which I thought was really cool, um, because it is sort of like a little bit of character development, is Auburn leading an expedition. Mm-hmm. And that was so much... Probably a little bit of. I mean, he was definitely pushed by pretty much every one of you towards that that you know direction that you're the one leading it. Um, 
So how did you see that whole uh, expedition that, that Auburn was leading? Yeah, I'll come in on this. So, um, like, as I said earlier, my favorite thing about the episode was learning about the uh, the world and things. But if you press me for a singular moment, it would be Auburn leading the expedition. Because um, I think we got to see a bit of the internal conflict in Auburn because he, he doesn't want to not lead. He doesn't want to not do his job, but he's also very apprehensive about doing it and perhaps expects himself to be less good at it than he is. Um, and I think seeing all, seeing the other characters build him up as well um, made for some real nice interactions. I wonder if we'll get him to stick in in that kind of role, or if it's going to have been a one-off thing. Interesting to see, I think. Um, but yeah, yeah it, it made for a really nice moment last episode, regardless. Yeah, I agree. I think as well, like... Um... I get the impression Auburn has been, um, ooh, what's the word? Um, coddled, maybe, um, in their environment. Like, they have a master, they knew that they could make mistakes and it wouldn't matter. Um, and I think that they are now in this situation where he's basically being told that he needs to, like, make decisions and act and they have implications and um you know direct results that could be negative um mm. and he's not used to that um and i think that while we as a group can probably build him up and make him feel better about himself um i think one knock to that confidence one thing going wrong could spiral very quickly in the wrong direction um which mm. we probably as a group need to be aware of. Yeah. I, I haven't spoken to Danny about it specifically, but it feels like Auburn has that, you know, um, anxiety way of thinking, you know, where mm -hmm. if, if where you just go down a rabbit hole where you're like, this could go wrong, this could go wrong, and if this goes wrong, then this will lead to this, and, you know, just going down that spiral. Um, so... And so, I have yeah, no so, experience with that at all. None whatsoever. No. Okay. Well, okay. Well, then I, I won't send Danny your way if you need to. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I just think that that it, it's, you know, it's cool to see him, to see, first of all, see Danny play Auburn. I think he's doing like, mm -hmm. a phenomenal job doing that. Um, but also to see how when pushed he can he can do things you know yeah um, for sure and when we talk about auburn i think we really knew do because this is this is one of my favorite scenes and that's when alim was comforting auburn and telling him that he actually you can do this you're doing this right now you know and and just trying to to, to build him up and yeah i think that was such a such a great scene from 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 alim so I think I touched this on, this on this last time I was in the podcast. I'm getting the impression, and I don't think this is where I intended Arlene's character to go in any way, shape, or form. Because I, in my head, I was like, right, I'm going to have this. Um, I'm going to have this guide. I'm going to have this celestial being who's like constantly telling me what to do and how to live my life, and you know the 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 correct path to take, all this kind of stuff. And they mean it in like good good faith, right? It's not like it's a bad thing. Um, but 
I had in my head, I was like, right, these are going to be the, these are going to be like the interactions and I'm kind of, um, it's going to be kind of comedic, comedic, but there's also going to be like some value there and some, some insight to, to Arlene's character. Um, and then obviously you immediately ripped that away. So I had to on the fly kind of be like, okay, how does Arlene fit into this situation? And the more we play, the more I'm realizing that Arlene sure he didn't listen to his guide and like he didn't take any of the advice on board and usually tried to do the exact opposite of whatever um he was being told but in the moment of kind of dire need when you don't have that voice in your head i think he's kind of very quickly learning that all the lessons and all the things that were being said to him are of value right and he's kind of figuring out and piecing together that everyone is in the same boat as him like neza wasn't able to communicate with someone there was the person in the camp whose name i cannot remember i wrote down in my notes i don't have them um who i spoke to as well um who was having issues with their their their, um patron i think that she she said patron um so he's kind of realizing that even in this situation he doesn't have his guide and personally there's a kind of a success to him for that because he doesn't have that voice in the back of his head. He's realizing that all these other people who do have those voices and do have those people that they were relying on that don't have them um, actually valued those voices and listened to them. Um, and he is realizing that maybe he took that for granted <laughs> a little bit. Um, so he's trying to make do by like trying to support these people who have lived their lives with the support that they no longer have. Hmm. And, and I think there was a, a little bit of a happy coincidence as well, because I think we already had that small, very short scene with uh, Lyrae, what's her name? Yes, um, thank you. Yeah, and, and where Ali was like, you know, again, being, you know, the supporting, you know, it's fine, we can do this. And then afterwards, we have that next scene with Auburn. It just sort of just enhances, you know, mm. the, 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 you know, where, what Ali is going through. So, uh, mm-hmm. Give me one second, sorry. Apologies. No worries. Cat <laughs> is uh, being places. Uh, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the happy life of a cat owner. Sorry. <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah. On my PC, which he always steps on the fucking buttons. So, sorry. Yeah, no, it's perfectly fine. Uh, it's one thing that my cat has done a few times uh, where she stepped on the power button and turned off my PC while I was mid-gaming or something like that. <laughs> Every time he's up there, he I've turned I've changed the settings of the PC so that it doesn't turn off with just one button press, but he always manages to just stand on the button for like 10 seconds, and I'm like, please, stop. <laughs> anyway, uh, sorry. No worries. Strix... How does he feel about the mini owlbear? And perhaps Ben's mentions of a creature talking to him? Uh, Strix doesn't like not knowing things. He's not used to not knowing things. Like, he usually has a lot more tools to just be like, right, what actually is this? Um, so... I mean, given that he's alone with Benjamin and Otis uh, as we start next session... He's definitely gonna at least attempt to to figure out more because mm. he's not the kind of guy that 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 sort of likes to operate in an environment where he doesn't have a lot of information. Mm. Um, 
we'll see how much he's allowed to get away with. <laughs> uh, like I was, he's not just going to straight up kill Otis. And from what I know of warlocks, that wouldn't do anything anyway. He'd just sort of come back next short rest. <laughs> 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 but, but what is the because I think it's it's a, a fun little thing and and it's one of those things I can't imagine how it would be in real real life if, if this is how mm. things would play out in real life but you have this 16 year old boy mm. and you've had him with you for you know a few days now and in the beginning he did he couldn't do anything and now he's starting to you know doing magic uh, out of nowhere mm. um, so what is the general feeling about Benjamin currently, or is it just, or maybe maybe it's quite normal considering the world you come from. I don't know. <laughs> Strix is curious. He he wants to know why, because Benjamin doesn't. It seems like a recent development, and that's obviously going to be interesting. Um, obviously, out of character, I know a little more than Strix knows in character, and I'm. I guess I'm looking forward to Strix finding those things out. I can't imagine Strix is going to be happy about some entity just giving a demon present and demonic powers to a child. <laughs> really? Sounds perfectly mm. normal. It sounds like a Tuesday to me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it's definitely something I didn't I didn't see <laughs> the, the the comment I'll kill the Albert. Uh, I didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like like if Strix finds out what it is, he might. I don't think like I say, I don't think that'll actually impact anything because like wallet patrons can't really be killed. They uh or at least their souls can't, they just reform. If assuming you're playing standard rules, which you might not be, but um, yeah, he's not going to be happy that somebody just gifted a demon to this kid. As of when he figures out what this is, it's not a demon; it's an owlbear. <laughs> I mean, Strix already knows it's not an owlbear. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know what it is, but he knows it's not an owlbear. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's yet an, another of those things that I've been I've been looking forward to seeing how people react to to that whole thing and, and how um, because it's something I had no clue how people would react to it and, and just you know opening that up a little bit more is, is, is going to going forward is going to be interesting to see how um, what 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 will happen. So, Nessa. What happens when her tablet runs out of power? Oh, there is... It's not going to be a good day. <laughs> That's when we lose all of our Maccans. <laughs> <laughs> she will definitely be trying to find a way to power it that mm. probably isn't using the Magcans because she knows that she needs them to get home. But she also will lose all the information that she has on her tablet. So it's going to be like this balance. And I don't know, maybe Ness is going to invent like solar power. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe. that's actually a good point. There's a question that I keep meaning to get around to, to asking in character to Nessa, which is like, how do you 
charge a mag can normally? Like they store magical energy, but like how does that get in there in the first place? Because we've got an empty one. Could we could we charge it up? Could we use the battery of one of them and then charge it back up? Or is that just not a thing? That's a great question that I would need to defer to my supervisor for. <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh, I'm the supervisor, and that's a great question. I will need to talk to the engineers to figure that out. <laughs> yes, uh... <laughs> At LARP, we have a system where if you don't know something, you can say in character that you're going to go talk with the winds. <laughs> very much. Conversation with the winds for seconds, which means you run and find a ref and be like, I've just been asked a question, I don't know the answer to you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's a good. I'm I'm glad that you asked this question here now before you do it in uh, a session because I guess I need to figure that out now. How do you charge a man? Man can. <laughs> I'll write that down right now. How do you that's charge? A great question and one that I definitely would have had as well eventually. Like there should be a way to charge these, but what yeah. is it? We'll come back to that eventually. in episode. Let's say ten when you return to maybe in episode return. eleven. I'll, I'll have the answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so new camp. Mm. New camp. Fresh water. We think. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> no one's actually tested it. I did realize after we finished the session, we did nothing of actual scoping out. We saw a place, we saw a like a field and a spot, and we were like, this looks great. And then we immediately turned and walked away. And I know Strix and um, Benjamin and Otis are staying there. I don't know so much about Otis, but um, like maybe we should have done a bit more prodding around and testing of waters and making sure there were no cliff folds and all this kind of stuff to uh to, to make sure that we were um uh it's a great place but hey we're in it now so who cares <laughs> let's go <laughs> it's fine it's gonna be fine well, we're on an open plane race sorry sorry we're on an open plane race so if there was anything that close we'd be able to just see it it's not like we're in the middle of a dense forest anymore where it's like i don't know what's Still. 50 meters that way I mean, None of us know how to live in a forest, so I feel like there are things that we're probably missing. Um, so yeah. it, it's it's an interesting thing that I never I never thought about you actually moving camp. Um, so, but it makes so much sense. You have trolls as, as your uh, neighbor to one side and giant spiders to the other side. Why the hell would you stay? Um, so it made totally sense. I didn't have anything planned for that part of the map, so you helped me put stuff there on the map. So I mean, <laughs> it works out for everyone, I guess. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. We're real cartographers, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's yeah. But one thing I can I can you know um, say 100 won't happen is that the river will not have sharks in it because we're not allowed to have sharks in, in this campaign. Thank you. Because so, yeah. I would actually yeah. cry if there were. <laughs> or I'd just but, stay uh, elsewhere and deafen myself in Discord every time there was shark-related <laughs> content. So, yeah, that won't happen. Um, Thanks. You're welcome. Um, we did talk a little bit about um, Alim and his you know, progress or what to call it. Um, he had a dream. We got to a dream session. Um, Indeed. Does, what, you got your dream. How does he feel after, after that? I missed what you said there, sorry. 
Um, how does he feel after the dream? The, oh, uh, the how does he feel after the dream? Um, mm. I think he's... Uh, again, in these situations, he would have woken up and had someone being like, it was just a dream, whatever. Like, don't, don't dwell on it, move on. Uh, and whilst, again, he probably wouldn't have, like, 100% taken it on board or whatever, he had the voice of reason. Um, and he doesn't have that here. He knows that things are up things are off things aren't correct and the dream was vivid right let's be honest like mm. it was it wasn't just like a one of those ones you wake up and you kind of remember bits and bobs like he is completely aware of that he woke up and tried to put on a straight face straight face strong face um and just kind of be like you know it's fine like there's nothing to worry to worry about too much but honestly um i think it's gonna it's gonna have a bigger effect on on him than i think he realized um even to the point of like the reason that he followed Neza into the forest was because he just saw Neza wandering into the forest, right? He just had a dream about a forest that was endless and trying to basically kill him. The last thing he wants is for someone just to wander into it and then potentially find that fate, um, even if they didn't want it. So um, I think I think we're going to start seeing a bit more of an um, on edge Arlene, um, potentially. Uh hmm. Which is, you know, again, going to be interesting, given that his entire thing was supposed to be carefree and, um, you know, uh, very like, you know, throwing caution to the wind and all this good stuff. Um, that's mm. not what we're going to see, I don't think. I think the more time he spends here on this planet, the more he is kind of having to come face to face with the reality that he can't just be that happy-go-lucky person. And how does Rick feel about the dream? Rick loved it. Rick was, um, Rick was trying to, I won't lie, Rick was in the moment trying to be like, how can I get around all of these things that you're putting here? Um, which is why I kind of like threw myself constantly at trying to move, um, which obviously you didn't want me to do too much. So I resulted to crawling um, in an attempt to try and like... Have, have you never had movement. those dreams where you're trying to run away from something and you just can't and you keep stumbling? Or is that just me? I never have. I okay. There's a list of dreams that like people are like, oh, these are quite common ones. Like, mm. you know, flying dreams. I've never had a dream Oof. where I'm flying. Um, uh, those are amazing, yeah. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, the ones where you're like restrained almost, like in that what you're saying there, I've never really had those dreams. Um, mm -hmm. All of my dreams usually revolve around my social anxiety <laughs> so, <laughs> that was great i had a dream last night that was basically a dream about fo like it was a nightmare about fomo it was all based on fucking fomo um <laughs> and that's how my dreams manifest um because right. my brain hates me um but yeah no so i whilst i haven't had those dreams i've kind of i've heard about people who have spoken about them mm. and i know kind of um kind of what to expect so i i i enjoyed it but at the same time i was like what am I? Tr what is Arlene trying to get from this necessarily? In the sense that, as I say, happy-go-lucky, he would have just tried to run in a situation like that, and you know, trying to figure out a problem. You clearly weren't letting him do that. And in the moment, I was just kind of like, I don't know how Arlene would react, other than be an obnoxious little brat about the entire situation and like sit down and cry, kind of thing. Um, so that was interesting that was interesting but yeah no i i really 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 enjoyed it and it's as i said it's allowing me to kind of explore parts of arlene that i didn't think i'd get to explore which is quite nice cool 
that's cool. Because... Because, yeah, I the, the dream was of, you know, supposed to be, you know, all, all that uh, to, to, to try and... But also, you know, to try and, and just sneaking a little bit of, of you know, the, the, the world law, what is actually going going on here and, and why you don't have... Or why Alim don't have that access to his, his guide. Yeah. So, um, I think so I don't think it's a coincidence that after we had that dream and I had some sort of connection, like I had mm. a familiar voice kind of thing, that immediately afterwards Neza had an interaction with mm. you know, whatever deity patron guide spirit that she um hasn't been able to kind of connect with since getting here. So I'm hoping I didn't get to get into that too much because it was like right at the end of the session and if we had like another like 10 minutes I may have tried to explore the fact that you know Neza didn't really tell me outright but I think Arlene's could have probably put two and two together because you have mentioned to Arlene before that you haven't been able to connect with your with your spirit so um maybe at the start of next session slash whenever is appropriate um Arlene can start kind of figuring out the pieces of what the dream meant compared to what's actually happening um, at the campsite now. Yeah. I definitely thought it was curious that like Arlene had the dream and then his guide was was there. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Good. What was that connection? Good. Because... Of course, Neza doesn't know about the dream. She's just like, oh my gosh, you're back! (laughs) (laughs) Hi! but yeah, no, that's good because that was sort of what I'm trying. I was trying to push as well, and and I was a little bit unsure if it, this would be the time. But I also felt it was sort of like a combination of I had that idea that you know this would be the order, except that it would it would be Nessa's dream instead of Alim's dream that prompted it. But you know, that's this works out uh, as great as well. I, I, yeah. I, I feel like. Um, and I completely lost my train of thought, um, so I don't know where I was going with this. But anyway, yeah, guide, you, Nessa got guided towards um, an, another another being. Mm-hmm. So how, that how was Nessa, exciting. How's Nessa feeling? First She's of excited. all, how's, how, how's Nessa feeling about the guide being back? Delighted, mm. relieved that she has that connection. Um, she's not. I don't know if you notice, she's not very good at talking to people. Um, so, no. yeah, yeah she, she's, she's not that great at it. Yeah. Um, so she is very comforted by the fact that he's back um, and connecting with her again and hoping that it's not just a one-off thing because that would not be fun. <laughs> She'd be like, oh, and it's gone again. Yeah. Um, So and, that's how she's feeling. Yes, yeah, and second part, this world has goblins, apparently. Yes, and she is excited about that because, well, she didn't try to kill Naza, so that was a good start. Um, <laughs> first thing that they've come across that hasn't immediately tried to, you know, destroy them. Um, and yeah, I think she's really curious about how to nurture a possible relationship. Um, 
Of course, being Neza, she's probably gonna fuck it up because it involves like interpersonal skills that she doesn't really have very well. Um, but she's certainly gonna try. Hmm. Maybe she'll um, talk to Arlene about it. I don't know because uh, she she kind of overheard bits and pieces of what he was saying to um, Auburn. So maybe she'll be like, he knows how to have words that make sense. I'm very excited to become the group's therapist. <laughs> oh, she won't ask you for therapy. Farting. No, she won't talk about her feelings. But she might be like, maybe you can be nicer oh. than me. Because she knows that she's not very good at people. Oh, so she's but aware. It, she's self-aware of this, then. Oh, I think so. I definitely okay. think so. Um, it doesn't make her want to change because I don't think she actually knows how. Mm. Um, okay. But okay. yeah, uh, I, I will have to admit that I completely forgot about her ability to mind connect with other beings um, even though that she has tried to do that earlier the dragon even but sadly it was too far away or luckily it was too far away um, so it's sort of it's not how I played the scene out in my head when I thought about it um, but I think I actually kind of like this how it turned out even though it did put me into that situation that I'm not super great at which improvising something that I haven't thought about um, but uh, but yeah it, that completely uh, surprised me a little bit, but but yeah, how 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 are you feeling, or how how is Nessa feeling about um, this goblin? Or is the name the name? Yeah, or oh, or sorry, I thought <laughs> I thought you were saying how is Nessa feeling about the goblin or the name? Yeah, yeah. I, I like, realized well, that. I realized that. <laughs> or is the name? How, how, yes, how's... I recall. Um, I recall my notes as well. Um, I think, yeah, just curious and and hopeful that perhaps they can form. I don't know. She's probably thinking ahead, like they can form some kind of alliance. She wants to learn more about this world, especially like what can they teach her? Um, What information can she get from them? Um, and then on the flip, like, what will it cost her? So she's obviously going to bring some kind of doodad back and um, try to offer friendship or something or education from, like, the technology side hmm. um, in exchange for what they know. Okay. Interesting. And good to know. I'll write that down. Um <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I remember what I wanted to say earlier, actually, now, um, regarding the, the, the whole encounter with the goblins. Um, it was also, I felt like I couldn't wait with that either, because you decided to move camp. So I sort mm. of, mm. I mean, I probably could have fixed it by moving stuff around on the map and things, the stuff that you haven't, haven't found. But I also felt like it would probably make good sense to, to throw that in here now. Um, also, if we want to try and you know, stay in those 10 episodes. Um, some stuff needs to happen, you know? So, um, so yes, yeah, so that was We're sort of like... We're not staying in the 10 episodes. We're not still fooling ourselves about that, are we? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying. But let's see, let's see where we end up. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. But no, um, overall, I think it was, a, it was a really cool episode. There was a, mm-hmm. a lot of things happening. And, and I think that 
there wasn't a lot of time where the star was actually standing still or the scenes were standing still. It was like all over the the whole, you know, runtime something happened, which I was mm-hmm. quite, quite pleased about. Um, any last things that any of you want to talk about in this particular episode that you want to bring up? I'm curious about Arleem's thoughts, um, seeing Neza like have this silent conversation with somebody or just, well, maybe to Arleem, it was like she was just standing there. Arleem, I don't think is too concerned about that. Um, I think he's seen various ways of communicating with someone. And I think like it was very obvious even without hearing the conversation that was going on, that the two of you were like interacting, like he was showing you stuff and you were like, you know, responding to it with, with how you were probably, you know, using your body kind of thing. So we probably picked up that there was some sort of conversation going on and didn't really care too much about it. Um, he was just, um, he just wanted to protect you more than anything else. He just wanted to make sure that you didn't run off into the forest and get gobbled by something. Um, especially when we saw that like, Obviously, he just had the dream, as I say, about the forest that was dragging people down and refusing to let them kind of protect themselves. So there was that to it as well. But every time we have ventured out into this forest, we have always been eaten by something gribbly. Um, so, yeah, I think that was I think that was it more than anything else. And I think I think he did pry this like at the beginning um, about like what was what was going on and why did you come here, kind of thing. Um, on your own um, especially because I remember saying like you know mo- mere moments ago, well I say moments ago in the episode but you know the, the day before you were literally like we can't be going out we need to find a new place <laughs> we need to like you know we need to be protecting ourselves and looking after ourselves and then you wandered off into the forest on your own was kind of just very in Arleem's head a little bit out of character for you so I think that was what he was more concerned about more than anything else like he didn't really care about the conversation he was more concerned about what Neza was actually doing <laughs> um, in the first place yeah. Did you feel that Arlene being there was a bit of a mm-hmm. kind of what do you call it? Um, oh, what's the word? Um, like I encroached in a private moment that I shouldn't have done. Not in like a toxic slash problematic way, but just in a in character way. Have you were you a bit annoyed to see that Arlene was there? No, I don't think so because. Neza had actually wanted to tell somebody that she was going into the forest mm-hmm. um, following following the path that the um, that our guide was sending her on. But uh, Arlene was too far away and she doesn't really like Thrak. It, it, sorry, genuine question. Is it Thrak? I just was it, about to call him Thrall right. and I was like, it's, yeah. Shit, yeah. what's his name? Thrall is the name you keep giving him. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's, I'm sorry. And so then Auburn started calling him Thrall as well. I was like, no. It was <laughs> cherry on the cake best moment i was like yes <laughs> oh, and benjamin tripping him sorry benjamin tripping track was like <laughs> love, this. love this so much um so you were too far away and she didn't want the 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 path that she was being led on to run like to disappear yeah, yeah. so um i don't think that she actually minded that you were there i think she okay. was surprised that you followed um because she thought she was alone but she didn't mind that you had followed that's fair that's good that's good right. yeah um, I think uh, I think going forward it's going to be a lot more um, it's going to be hard because like you know I think at this point 
Auburn is the only one that hasn't at least told us they have some sort of inner voice or ability to communicate with things that aren't right there. Strix, obviously, you can communicate with hordes of undead that aren't necessarily in the immediate vicinity. Um, So I think it's going to be like, as he gets a little bit more anxious, a little bit more worried, he's going to try and like own on these things a little bit. Um, He's going to try and be a little bit sharper about these things and make sure that people aren't kind of like wandering off and talking to spirits they shouldn't do. I think we've already potentially failed at that because that's exactly what Benjamin has done. Um, but <laughs> which one come to that, I that's what we get for letting the 16-year-old go off and like make yes. a little camp on their own. Like Maybe yes. that was our first mistake. Just, you, you guys just sent him straight off into the forest. Uh, Ali was like, yeah, just let him go. Let him go. So, I mean, I had, to be fair, I had alcohol and a drinking friend and that was my main concern at that point. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Seems is uh, uh, talking about sort of Ali's character quite a bit and how he's uh, maybe sort of not where you expected him to be, sort of out of sorts, um, maybe, maybe the most uncomfortable in, in the situation we find ourselves in. I think it's maybe worth knowing, like just saying something that I've noticed when I'm watching back, like when, when I watch the episodes back, I kind of see Arlim as almost the protagonist, like the, the point of view character, the character I relate to most, the person who's sort of reacting as I would if I were in this okay. situation. Okay. Uh, God, that is... <laughs> in my head, I'm playing Which... Arlim just like on the fly, like what the fuck is going on kind of thing. Because um, he's not, as I say, yeah, absolutely not. Not that this is a bad thing in the slightest, because, you know, I was totally up for Marty putting us in whatever situation we wanted to, uh, you know, he's going to put us in. But I had, like, I don't have the book, but I had, like, quips written down that I was going to be like, this is going to be, like, the fun little, like, interactions I'm going to have. And it's going to be all these, like, sly little things. And there was going to be, like, some character development about, I spoke to Marty before we started, about, like, coming to terms with the fact that I'm not, like, you know, a stupid, bright teenager. Um... (laughs) So it's kind of nice to know that people are feeling some sort of similar, like some sort of relatability to Arlene. Because honestly, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm playing him by the seat of his pants. I don't really know where he's going or, or how the development is going. Which in a way is probably good, right? Because that, that is, that is how everyone's kind of living their lives, yeah. right? So. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's good to know that <laughs> I'm not just, I'm not completely out of the ballpark on this one. <laughs> I think Arlene is the most relatable character in that sense. Like, it's like, this is how most of us would probably react in this situation. Like, Mm. what the fuck is going on? Holy shit. Obviously, we shouldn't go by that dragon. Let's get drunk. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's see. I have at least one community question that we can quickly run through. Uh, it's from Jake's friend, William, who asks, um, what is your favorite creature within the D&D universe? Is it any D&D creature at all? Anything. You pick. Okay, let me get the BCR up for a second. I'm like, I feel like we should have been properly prepared for this question. Sorry. Um, I mean, I can start out. I can start out because I have a really good question, a really good answer. No, well, I don't know if it's a good answer. I have an answer, okay? Um, <laughs> well, just talk yourself up there. I've got a great answer for this one, actually. Great, great um, answer. Yeah. Dragons. No, I just love dragons. Um, That's fair. 
So, like, generally, anything dragon-like um, is something that I gravitate to, towards. Um, I do. I will have to say, though, that I'm not sure that I particularly like some of the aspects of, of, of the D&D dragon specifically. Um, but, like, ja- dragons in general it is probably my answer to this. Um, but yeah, but you might see some a little bit of some some differences between this world's dragons and D and D's dragons. So if you ever were to encounter a dragon, you... <laughs> I, I have a feeling we might. I don't know why. You might have given us a very concrete in character reason that we have to face a dragon again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would say that the possibility it's there. <laughs> um, I mean, why would you tease a dragon and do nothing with it? That's true. Anyone who has an I, answer? I have to... I'm a, I'm a huge dragon fan too. I do love Madurgans. Um, but... So, as you say, like there's people differ from them. I think because it's in the name of D&D, I think a lot of people, when they come to it, they're like, okay, I don't want to do, I don't want to do the usual thing with dragons. I'm going to do something interesting. And then, ow, sorry, that was my cat. Um, and then, um, and then you they, um, literally, um, and then like, they kind of go on a tangent. Stop it, it's um, literally hanging onto my arm. Um, they go on a tangent and they try and do something like really interesting and kind of like ruin what kind of makes dragons awesome sometimes um so it's i can find that i've been in campaigns that have been a bit hit and miss with them what i love and it's not one particular character necessarily but more of a Hmm. um genre is the um i love the oozes in Hmm. D &D because i think people can just do really fun things with them i think um it's also something that despite the fact that like loads of games and loads of like different media have like taken from D &D, some like very obviously like world of warcraft was like almost clearly like just a D &D kind of um -hmm. game essentially um most of them don't do anything with oozes like it's still like they're kind of not considered like one of the more interesting things which is fair because sometimes it's hard to make the news interesting um but for me i just think they're kind of an awesome kind of concept in general and when they when they previewed the trailer for the D movie they have made it very clear that like the oozes are going to be a big part of it which i'm quite excited for as well um so just in in that um i think it's quite cool um just on the note of oozes one of my players in my in-game spelljammer campaign has um is playing a news or whatever they're called um mm-hmm. i think it's news and like number one she's hilarious um but number two she's like really playing into the like gelatinous kind of flowiness <laughs> of it and like she's been a completely glittered ooze she like falls into puddles um and so as a player character I'm really like enjoying witnessing the fun that you can have with them. <laughs> it's really cool. Amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, definitely dragons um, is 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 a, 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 like I guess the obvious answer for me as well. Like it's um, yeah, I think I think it is partly because it's in the title. Like whenever you see one, it's like, ooh, dragon, get excited. Um, if I had to pick 
like maybe one more for me. Um, I might go liches. Um, I think there's maybe something relevant about yeah a pale old guy who's willing to do very evil things to keep hold of his power. That's that's just it's you could do some very obvious things with them. Would would Strix go that far? I don't think so. He there need to be some some big things pushing his character development okay. in, in that direction. Like Strix as he is right now. No. We have five episodes to do it. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not so yeah, not not this iteration Strix. But Strix he's like early twenties, Strix, so Who knows? There's a long way to go if we wanted to do a corruption arc, potentially. <laughs> How about Amanda? Did you did you have a, a creature in mind? Yes, um, I've only recently discovered them, but they have quickly become like just heartwarming to me. And it's flumps, um, and they're like these jellyfish mm. creatures from outer space or from the astral plane, um, with like lots of tentacles and like they're really good natured, um, but they are terrifying to look at unless you know the artwork is really cute. In which case, they're just really cute. Um, <laughs> And they're like very connected to dreams and um, telepathy. And um, I just really love them. I think they're a really cool creature. And I always want one in all of my campaigns now that I have discovered them. And I'm like, they're just a really cool creature. Don't know how we'll fit it into this one, though. This is a trick question of what we're going to have to face in the coming episode. <laughs> but they're good guys. They're not like an evil thing. They're 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 friendly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dragons can also be friendly. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about flumps, though. <laughs> Let's see. Can we do this really quickly? It's it's kind of like a big question. Um, what's your personal belief on rules versus fun? Yes. Oh my god, I can go into this for hours. <laughs> Although I can give you the very condensed version, which is what I told both of you when I first wanted to join, which is I personally feel that fun should always trump rules as long as you're not breaking the game. Um, if you're like breaking the game and saying, oh, I'm going to cast this spell and it's or do this ritual in three seconds in the middle of a battlefield but no okay that's that's not gonna work don't do that that's that's ruins mm. the you know, rules are there to enforce the the game structure in some way shape or form um but i do love it when dms just go you know what that sounds really cool i'm gonna let you do that i'm just gonna let you do that that's, that that sounds nice that sounds fun because i feel like D is supposed to be about I say D&D, tabletop games are supposed to be about creating those moments of just awesomeness with a bunch of cool people kind of thing. Like, And I've been at a few tables where it's like, clearly this is the awesome thing to do, but the DM will shut it down and just be like, no, 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 that's not how that works because of cast times or because of whatever. And it's like, it wouldn't have actually affected the game. Like, It wouldn't have broken the situation. You wouldn't have stopped people from... You know, or made other people's characters less because you've done something. None of that would, none of those lines would have been crossed, and that it sucks for me. Um, mm. So I, I do, I do have a strong feeling that the rule of cool is like something that should be considered at all times. Um, 
I mean, so that's the condensed version, but I can yeah. go into quite, more, quite a lot. I mean, I think personally, I'm feeling the same way, and and we've been yeah. had a few situations like that already, like uh, Alim's uh, heat metal, where I was like, yeah, you know what, you mm-hmm. don't have any. It was also sort of like my own fault, but I thought it was fine in that situation. Just have to be like, yeah, you can use heat metal and also attack at the same round because yep. else we'll be stuck here forever. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Alim had nothing to do in that situation. He was just like, I don't know what. <laughs> so yeah, I totally agree with that. But also, if, if it's like a situation where, I mean, I, I've been in a in a weird encounter where one of my players wanted to sit down and craft a saddle and throw it on a you know young dragon and ride it. I was like, okay, I mean, if that's what you want to do, let's roll for it. And he rolled and. He succeeded. I was like, "All right, that happened. Now you're on the back of a young dragon. Now what?" <laughs> <laughs> so, so yes, I'm, I'm definitely up, up for personally bending the rules a little bit if it if it makes sense and if it doesn't break anything and if it's cool. Um, yeah. Like, for instance, um, carrying just a, like a city, like not a city, but like a small rule, like like uh, you know, how much can you actually your characters carry? I, it's not like I'm keeping track of how much each of your characters are carrying. Because generally, I don't. It's like micromanagement that I'm not really into. But in, for instance, the cases of the the um, Mac cans, cans, I was like, how much can you actually carry? And so in that particular case, it would make sense to look at how much can you actually carry it. Yeah, at, yeah. at this point, you know. So it's more like pick. It's sort of like pick your battles, you know. Um, mm-hmm. When do I want to be a strict rule lawyer, and when, and when is like that's fine. We'll, we'll roll with that. Um, I agree. Um, rule, of cool. <laughs> How about you, Adam? I, I know that you also lo- like to look at other uh, uh, games than, than D&D. Do you have anything to, to add to, to this? I'm going to give the worst, most non-committal answer to this, I'm afraid. <laughs> um, so, like, w- rules exist to support fun, right? <clears throat> like, if you're not following the rules, that's not necessarily a problem, but if you're not having fun, that is. Um, having said that, I think it really comes down to the group, how you want to have fun. Like, if you're a bunch of nerdy math nerds who don't really want to roleplay, you just want to use the combat engine and grind through a dungeon and follow oh, everything yeah, yeah. really strictly because that's what you enjoy, like, that's fine, you do you. But also, if you're a bunch of roleplay roleplayers who just want to be in character for most of the session and you roll a dice once every few sessions, also fine. If that's how you have fun, that's fine. And as a former theater kid who studied math and stats at university, like I could genuinely see myself enjoying both of those games. So <laughs> for me, it's kind of whatever. Mm. I mean, no, I, it's pretty true though. Yeah, yeah, I think that is true because I do definitely know. Uh, I, I was part of a group that is still playing AD um, and and that dm is very much into like all the small nitty gritty details mm-hmm. uh he doesn't but but and and that's just a little bit too much for me but that's fine we're mm-hmm. all with it but then when it comes to the actual you know uh, uh, playing the games as well he has his script and he's not diverting from that script so if you want to do something that will derail the script he will nope you cannot do that and and and, and rein you back in and I, I could see that a lot of the other players they like that it was just not for me, so um, I, I like to be able to to be a little bit more chaotic and and go mm-hmm. 
do things that wasn't planned, you know, and I, I'm, yeah. I'm allowing my players to do that as well. And sometimes it's it's fun, and sometimes it's, it gives me a headache, but that's the name of the game, you know. So, that's what you have to put up with. <laughs> exactly, and but I enjoy it. So, so yeah. The th- a thing that's uh, maybe more impactful for me in in terms of like really cool and rules and everything um, is the dice. I really like letting the dice tell you where the story is going to go. Um, so I'm like, whatever those dice say, that's how we're going to play this. Yep. Um, even if it sucks or is really cool, but like even if it's like not a great outcome, it's for a reason. Sometimes. So do you? Sometimes, yeah, sometimes the dice just tells better stories than you could come up with, and mm-hmm. I think you sometimes have to just you know, roll with that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because yeah, sometimes you have like an idea in your head, and you're like, "This is in, in your head is head. It's this like perfect idea, but then you end up either forcing it into the story in a way that's unnatural, or you it just doesn't go the way you wanted it to. So I try not to have that. I literally like I have like the ideas that I want to kind of maybe achieve with my character, but how we get there, we'll mm. figure it out as we go along, kind of thing. Um, yeah. And I'm I'm intrigued to kind of Amanda of that point. Are you? Because I do this sometimes myself, and I don't necessarily let anyone know, but I will like roll a couple of dice if something's happening and it requires a level of intellect or a level of like wisdom or courage or whatever. I'll just roll a couple of dice for myself to see how like in that moment I might be feeling and let the dice kind of help. Um, I absolutely do that. Yeah, me too. Actually, yeah, it it has happened quite a few times in in my real life session as well, where I'm like, I feel like my character could you know react in this way or in that way mm-hmm. and i'm rolling to see what what way i'm it's actually going so um yeah. So yeah i definitely like to just sometimes be like yeah the dice will tell a story um like i had a character that i finally started to understand how it was how the class was playing it was my, it was my paladin and then he got himself killed um, very heroically uh, by saving an NPC that had to close a portal um, and he got several uh, death saving rolls and he even got a, an advantage on the last one because the DM was uh, being nice and I just kept failing and I was like right the dice is you know telling me that that character had a heroic death so that's how, how it's going to be so that's what we're going to roll with I got the option to um, being, what's it called where you get re- resurrected but in a different body don't remember what it's reincarnated reincarnated i got the option oh, yes. to be reincarnated um but i had also told already you know clearly stated previously that uh, in the campaign that my characters you know against that sort of things and, and reanimations and and stuff like that because of you know where they came from in in their life so because of how the dice had rolled and you know I was like, I, I'm, I'm have to, I have to play the character. That character's dead. He had a heroic death. It made so much sense for him to go out that way. And so, why would I, you know, be untrue to the character and resurrect them? And uh, just because I finally figured out how to play it, you know. So, um, so yeah. anyway. I think we we ran a little bit over time this time, um, but that's fine. Uh, so much to talk about. Exactly, it's fun to talk about. 
but I think I mean on this we'll we'll talk for another hour if we don't you know stop somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> let's. You've got like a good minute of me catching my cat to edit out anyway. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, fine. They'll probably stay in because it's fun. Cats are fun. Um, all right. If you yourself have any questions, I want to follow. Uh, what we're doing, you can do so on Twitter at Crowded Tavern, or you can join us on our Discord, which is geekherring.com forward slash Discord. You can also find all the links to all the social media and everything we have, and when the next episodes will be over at thecrowdedtavern.com. That's all I had, and Amanda, anything you want to add? We are also on Instagram and TikTok and soon to be Facebook. And please don't forget to, if you like what you hear, give us a review on wherever you review your podcasts. There we go. That's it. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. Bye. 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 Bye.